Let's go ahead and talk about the Rose Bowl and also let's talk about the Sugar Bowl because two games that are coming up this weekend that, of course, oh, we have to talk about. Sugar, um, sugar. Sugar, sugar. Uh, you have... Oh, honey, honey. I've heard that in... Oh, I've never heard the song, but I've <laughs> I've heard it in commercials, but I've never like listened to the song on purpose. I've, I've never like a, listened to the song on purpose either. Yeah, it's just kind of been a <clears> thing that's... Or like a scary movie and this guy's walking through a haunted house and that music comes on for some reason. Like, what is going on? All of the here? bops of, from like the early, like the 50s are all music I identify with, like the happy music uh, that's on a television or, or like on a movie screen right before uh, a murderer comes yes. in. Exactly. Precisely. <clears throat> That's kind of how these songs stay relevant now with all these scary movies. Let's go, let's find some weird songs that were viral back in the day and put them on the soundtrack of our new movies or remix it like um, Jordan Peele did. Um, Baylor at Ole Miss. I mean, it's not really at Ole Miss. Uh, this game, of course, is the Sugar Bowl right now. Ole Miss is favored by one. It's a pick em. Uh, The total is 57. It's funny because coming into the season, an Ole Miss total of 57, we couldn't have convinced anybody that that would be a thing. And that offense just hasn't been as potent as we are accustomed to seeing. Um, they're playing Baylor in this game. Trista, I haven't made an official play, but I have a strong lean in this one. Do you have an official play, Orlin? Uh, yeah, I uh, took Baylor plus two. I think I got him either plus one and a half or plus two. I liked betting Baylor all year just mostly because of their defense. Like They're the number 14th ranked scoring defense in the country. They're the number 15th rushing defense in the country, and they have a pass defense that has had more interceptions than touchdown passes alone. That's allowed, excuse me. So they've had 16 interceptions, 12 touchdown passes allowed. And that's a Baylor's defense that sealed a goal line stand in the Big 12. Yeah, exactly, in the championship game. That sent Lincoln Riley scurrying off. We read the same article. Yep, to USC. That's the one. So Ole Miss... They like so scored so many points, and then like the lines got like 80, 85. Mm-hmm. It's at fifty seven. I kind of like the under. I think uh, if the Rebels can score four touchdowns, which I don't think that they can, that would be that would be one third of the amount of touchdowns allowed that Baylor has allowed all year. I like Baylor plus one. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. Uh, and I also lean the under. I don't, I'm not going to take the under, but I lean the under. Yeah, this game is tricky. This game is really tricky. It's like a Styles makes fights uh, sort of matchup here because, like you said, Baylor's defense is so stout, and you're now looking at uh, Baylor also claimed their second-ever Big 12 championship. That's the program's third conference title since 1980, back when they had, once again, one of the best defenses in the history of college football. Um, and I'm also looking at Baylor, though. I, I think I want to take them, but, oh, man, Ole Miss kind of – they really might come out here firing. Uh, Baylor, though, I will say their offense has some firepower, too. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot, enough people give enough credit to that running game. The running game is phenomenal. Of course, you got Tristan Ebner and Abram Smith. Both of those guys have been really good. Abram's there. Bell, Cal back. He's had over 230 rushing attempts this year. Um, he's averaging over 6.2 yards per carry. And then also they get Bohannon back. Well, Bohannon had the late uh, hamstring injury in the latter part of the season. He's coming back in this game. He also added 303 yards uh, on the ground, nine touchdowns, and then also through the air. He's had one of his more successful years as well, 196 yards per game, completing over 64% of his passes, 17 touchdowns, and only six interceptions. And going up against a defense in Ole Miss that gives up 183 yards per game and 24 running yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, Ole Miss defense is not – it's not legit. I mean that that's I mean 183 a game is not bad though like yeah. especially when you're looking at college football like there are teams that give up like 300 400, 400 yeah. yards a game like Ole Miss is like only giving up 183 um and 4.3 yards per carry but it's still like 
it's it's extremely gettable. Like that's why the line is so close because both of these teams do a lot of things well that can stifle or stymie the others. Oh my goodness. So um Oh my goodness. Okay. Michigan okay. Pass right okay. There. That's so, what I'm talking about. So yeah, I I I wanna take I wanna take Baylor, but man, I, I when I look at the old miss side of this thing, like they had a pretty successful year. Like they had bigger expectations, but this is their first 10-win uh, regular season in their program history. They're averaging just under 36 yards per game as well, or points per game. Um, so they can score in bunches. I know. It's a tough one. It's a, it's a tough one. And I, I think it's it's so fun on paper to look at this game and say, like, this is going to be close. But, like, from a betting standpoint, like, there are not really a lot of ways in which you can handicap to, like, choose a side. It's more about preference. Like, we look at these games like Michigan against Georgia. You're like, okay, well, Georgia's clearly the 7.5-point favorite. Look at Alabama against Cincinnati. They're a 13.5, 14-point yep. favorite. Like, there, there's one team that's supposed to win this game. Do we trust the other team to show up and keep it close? This game is a true toss-up, which is yep. what the line suggests. I mean, the only other game that's probably this close would be Oklahoma State against Notre Dame. Like, and I'd probably lean Notre Dame in that matchup um, as well, but... Baylor, that win Baylor had against Oklahoma State, that defense is going to come up. I, I, I think they answered this, this uh, test again. Uh, that, that, that goal line stand against Oklahoma State was no, no. Oh, that's a good play by Georgia. Oh my gosh, on second and sixteen, uh, that wasn't an accident. Um, so I think they have had some time to prepare for Ole Miss in an offense that's not as potent as it used to be. I think also just Ole Miss can can get got a little bit on the ground as well. So I think I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean Baylor in this spot as the underdog. I'm also interested to see what the line movement looks like as we get closer to kickoff. This is the nightcap on Saturday, tomorrow, 8.45 p.m. This is the last game of the night that we have. I want to see if maybe we can get back. Like, Baylor was at two. Ole Miss was at two. And uh, now we're down to a pick I don't know if we can expect maybe some more steam coming in on Baylor. But Ole Miss seems like a more popular pick to the public. I can't really call it, but I, if I had to lean, no official play yet, but I would lean Baylor as an underdog. In the total, I'm af- I'm afraid to take the under because you have two offenses that can, you know, score in a blink of an eye. Ole Miss, we know that, but Baylor also, that running game against Ole Miss's uh, defensive line, like they have shown some holes. They can score pretty easily as well. Might have to go the over. And also, why would Ole Miss ever take their foot off the gas if they are having any sort of success through the air? If they're having any sort of success doing what they do best, it might be a perfect send-off for Ole Miss to go ahead and say, like, let's rub it in. Let's be that team that we know we used to be. We weren't quite that this year, but this is the last game to empty out the tank. They might come out there, fake punts, uh, running back passes. Like, Lane just Kiffin fast. is up to a no good. That's we what I'm that. saying. Like Lane Kiffin has a lot of time to prepare for this game. That also kind of scares me from an Ole Miss side. Like, it's tough. I think my 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 most firm play. Give me the over the fifty seven. I think I want to take the over fifty seven. I've also you lost play it officially. Line. I think I will. I think I will, especially after I get this money for Georgia covering against Michigan. I'm gonna play the over uh, in this game. Fifty seven points. Um, also, unders have been like very brutal to me in these bowl games. Okay. Well, that's good news. Let's talk about the Rose Bowl. Um, Let's do it. Utah takes on Ohio State Saturday, five o'clock. Um, PM Eastern. Second meeting between these two schools. Ohio State beat Utah 64-6 all the way back in 1986. Um, Ohio State is favored by four in this game. The total's at 64. I really like Ohio State. Utah like has been so solid this year, but Ohio State, man, I love me some C.J. Stroud. He's like the, the engine that drives this entire um, 
offense, of course, uh, this year. He's been phenomenal. Top pass in the Big Ten, 3,862 yards. He had 32 t- 38 touchdowns, four 400-yard games in his first season as the starter. Completed over 70% of his pass attempts this year. Hasn't thrown an interception in seven of his last eight games. But the only thing is, he's without Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, two of his best receivers who are opting out for the NFL draft. But they do get Jackson Smith, who comes back. He leads the Buckeyes with 1,259 yards and 80 receptions. But the problem with that is your your leading receiver is there, but you're losing two of the guys that take all that attention off of you in that secondary. So how good and effective can you be when you're pretty much the only threat out there? That's the sign of a true number one. I feel like they have multiple number ones, but against this Utah team who's been solid on both sides of the field all season long, I think it's going to be tough. So probably would lean Ohio State in this matchup, though. I think – Actually, you know what? Give me Utah. I think Utah might be more desperate. I have no official play in this game yet, but I think Utah has more to play for, more to prove. Um, But that's just a lean right now. You can talk me into either side. Utah reminds me a lot of who Oregon was supposed to be. Like, really good running team. Like, good defense. Able to stop the run. They give you those passes, and they keep the middle of the field open. C.J. Stroud will be able to get, get those passes off if he's not under pressure. I, I think we saw how it ended up for Ohio State when Oregon was at their best. And I think Utah is another level above Oregon because quarterback is better. I lean Utah. I'm not going to take it. This is just going to be one of those games where I, I sit back and I watch the Rose Bowl and I realize that my team should have been there. Like my team should have been the one getting beaten by Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like my team, my team should either be beaten by Ohio State or beating Ohio State or in this national uh, playoff contention. So, <clears throat> no play for me. But, yeah, I lean Utah. And then I, I also, man, total 64. Yeah, no, that's a stay away as well. That's a stay away as well. I might lean the over in that game. Utah is like, I think I might have to make an official play. Utah can actually give this Ohio State I think team so too. some problems. They have a great defense and a dominant run game. Mm-hmm. And they've also lost two straight bowl games. They might be looking to get back on track against one of the bigger teams. 